a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM at 1160 AM. Welcome, everyone, to Inside Sources. It is great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News, and you have joined us for the fastest 60 minutes in radio. A lot of ground to cover, as always. We're going to help you divide the rage from the reason and help you make the news make sense in your world today. And, of course, there's a lot of ground to cover, as always. We're going to kick the day off and dive right into Iowa uh, what's going on there and uh, what happens next, uh, which is the real challenge. If you if you happen to miss uh, some of the earlier programming here on KSL News Radio, there was a, a major announcement coming out of Iowa, and that is that I actually declared myself the winner of Iowa, and nobody can dispute it <laughs> because we don't have any results at all from Iowa yet. Uh, and while a little tongue in cheek, uh, there there has been uh, some questions as to who we think really won Iowa. Uh, but we're going to talk about why that matters and, uh, as I said, what happens next as we move forward into New Hampshire. Uh, I was convincing uh, Gustavo, who's going to be the real nominee for president, uh, that that's what's going to really shock the world. Uh, it's when people realize that Gustavo actually won Iowa and is well on his way to securing the nomination for president of the United States. So stay with us here on KSL for that. Uh, but in all seriousness, there there are some really interesting things that have developed on that, and we're going to break that down as we go through uh, this segment of the show. We'll be joined by uh, our favorite national independent pollster, Scott Rasmussen, will be uh, with us at 1120 today. Uh, and then uh, we'll break down some of the things going on. Remember, uh, activity still going on in the United States Senate as we drive towards a vote on impeachment, which will happen tomorrow. Senators are making speeches. We're going to break that down for you at 1135. And then you don't want to miss our last segment today. Today is State of the Union Day. Later tonight, President Trump will take to the uh, dais there in the House of Representatives, the People's House, and deliver a State of the Union. Uh, Some of you may not know, uh, for the last 26 years, I have written every year, regardless of who is in power, I have written a State of the Union. Uh, Not what the current president, Democrat or Republican, should say or could say or would say, but it's just my State of the Union. Uh, And I'm going to share that with you coming up at 11.50 today, so uh, stick around for that. We'll have some uh, fun with my State of the Union address coming up at 11.50. All right, so let's break down uh, a little bit more in terms of Iowa and what took place there. Uh, Obviously, a lot of chaos has has reigned coming out of that. The Democratic Party of Iowa is uh, struggling to figure out the results. They're tabulating by hand uh, back to how they used to always do it in Iowa. Uh, And so we're going to continue to to follow that. We've we've received notice uh, just in the last half hour that the results will likely be made known uh, at 5 p.m. Eastern, 3 o'clock here in Utah. And although they're not saying it will be the complete results, which to me is a, a real challenge because it's a caucus. And so it's all going to be proportional. Those who uh, achieve 15% or better will divide up those 41 delegates 
And so I don't know how you can give the results and declare a winner unless you have all the results in from Iowa. And so we'll watch that. Now, I do think there was one uh, really interesting strategy that took place last night. Again, it was a lot of waiting around, waiting around. Uh, If you were a little nerdy like me, you stayed up late uh, only to find out they're just not going to get results tonight. Uh, but as that started to take place, you had some of the candidates uh, start to to make some uh, comments and to speak to their supporters before they left the state. They all had to fly up to New Hampshire. And uh, Pete Buttigieg in particular was very bold uh, in terms of uh, what was going on there. And uh, this is what he had to say. By all indications, we are going on to New Hampshire victorious. All right, Pete G- Buttigieg declaring victory, and uh, again, nobody could dispute that. I think that was an, actually a very smart strategy uh, by his team. Uh, they they had a very good sense that he has likely uh, exceeded expectations, and so because of that, he can declare a form of victory without any repercussions at all. Uh, and in the the kind of news cycles that we have now, especially nationally. By the time they sort this thing out, uh, we're not we're going to be through a state of the union, an impeachment vote uh, and a uh, presidential debate before it all really comes together. And so uh, there's really no negatives uh, for that. Uh, In fact, uh, Pete Buttigieg doubled down and said this. Tonight, an improbable hope became an undeniable reality. Probable hope becomes an undeniable reality. So he's talking about uh, his viability in this race, uh, which many had questioned. And so he's declaring victory on that point. Uh, and then uh, and then he kind of backed up just a smidge and then took one more run at it. So we don't know all the results. <laughs> but we know by the time it's all said and done, Iowa, you have shocked the nation. All right. Iowa has shocked the nation. Gustavo will be the nominee. No. <laughs> uh, it, it, uh, it, again, great strategic messaging. So there was nothing in any of those uh, other than he said, so while we don't know all the results, he should have actually said, so while we don't know any of the results <laughs> would have been the more accurate statement. Uh, we do know that when it's all said and done, Iowa will have shocked the nation. So, uh, again, a lot of really interesting commentary coming out of the Buttigieg campaign. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Joe Biden's team, who knows that they did poorly or worse than expectation in Iowa, my guess is they will be third or possibly even fourth uh, there in Iowa. They started to talk about the rules they started talking about the referees in the in the d- different precinct captains and precinct chairs. Uh, and you've heard me say it before on this program. If you're talking about the rules and the referees, you are losing. And I think that not based on vote, but based on communication strategy, that's where Joe Biden lost last night in Iowa is because he did not have a forward moving message. He was trying to explain whether they could trust it or not or what the what it means and how does that work and uh, a lot of explaining. And if you're explaining, you're also losing. And so I think that was a big miss for the vice president's communication team. Uh, they missed it. Uh, I don't think uh, Bernie Sanders did anything really significant other than he was clearly frustrated that what should have been a victory for him, I think in the end he will end up with the largest number of delegates out of this. 
that uh, he's not really getting a moment in the sun. Uh, some of the conspiracy theory theorists are saying, oh, but the, the Democratic National Committee is is not too sad about that. <laughs> in other words, they, they may not be upset that the uh, Bernie momentum uh, is being cooled slightly uh, by uh, the non-results coming out of Iowa. And so it'll be interesting to see how they parlay that moving uh, into the next phase up in New Hampshire. So all of that is what's going on. Uh, and again, I'm always looking at what's the messaging and what's the strategy coming out of that? And can you parlay anything to help you move forward? Uh, and it used to be that Iowa really did that. It, it created momentum for one or two candidates uh, in an important way. And I just don't see that happening uh, this time around. I think a lot of people uh, will will really question Iowa's role in all of this. Uh, I mentioned earlier on uh, Dave and Dejanovic that uh, I did some media last night uh, in the U.K., and they were just trying. They were just baffled. They just could figure out why, why Iowa, why, why is Iowa get all this attention? Uh, and I don't think anybody can ever really explain it, other than that's just the way we've always done it. So much, much more to come as we continue to follow that. Stay with us. We're going to go ahead and step aside. When we come back, we'll be joined by Scott Rasmussen, independent pollster, uh, works with us here at the Deseret News and the Hinckley Institute of Politics. We'll talk polling. Uh, we'll talk politics. We'll talk about what's next for the nation right here on KSL News Radio.